right, we're going to cut that music off because we don't tire of hearing that. And we are now live with our last podcast of the year. What? what? Hooray, our last podcast. Our last podcast of the year. What episode is it? I don't, I don't know, 60-something, two? I don't, know. I don't even know. I even we've been we've been away for so long that I have totally forgot about so much stuff. I've I been so 62. busy. I don't know, Kathy. You're that's your isn't that like your job? Figure it out is. That? It is. Okay. But you know, it's the holidays, so um, <laughs> I ain't doing my job. You're not doing your job. Although I'm pretty sure on my calendar it says 62. Come on, I'm trying to get this to come up so I can see everything. Nothing's working. Nothing's working. Why is nothing working? Nothing's working. All right. We should be live. Everything should be going on. No problem with that. Um, we are technically, yes, in episode 62. Um, I will make 100% in that in just two seconds. Because we've been updating. I gave out a ton of stuff on our SoundCloud um, because it was the end of the year. Um, shameless self-promotion. Yep. Shameless self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, definitely, we are on episode 62, by the way. Um, hey, Legionnaires. Thank you, Legionnaires, for letting us know. Um, other than that, we are, it's our last one for the end of the year, so we figured we would do our, um, hobby resolutions, is that what we're calling it this year? Yep. Hobby resolutions. Oh, is that uh, what we were doing? Yes. <laughs> Whoops. Keep in mind, I mean, this is our last together podcast of the year. There may be one more top podcast or two before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, let's we see. Got John's got a few things. Kathy's going to be streaming. Oh, no, that's Thursday. Well, Thursday, yeah, after the new year. So yeah, it'll be yeah, after the new year. 2019. Uh, which means that uh, we need to, to discuss a few things there before we get started. Um, you've got that exclamation point, John. Um, that... Uh, we will have a new store uh, for people to buy products in. Um, we will have some things for sale on that soon. Uh, we will be selling some things through Mechanica Studios. Uh, our widgets and token sets and all that things that we normally, that we had that hardly anybody knew about. We're going to put them on Mechanica Studios webpage and he is going to be selling that stuff for us. Also, yeah. the... Um, zones and zone mat the circles and rectangles uh that's gonna be sold through mechanica studios i just got a copy of those in and they're really really cool um john you'll be getting a copy sometime this week also by the way cool um and some little chotskis that we had left over no oh, sweet that's the other ones in my bin of random stuff i need to sort through yep uh i have many bins of random stuff uh, this is the only one of random stuff. The stuff actually specific. This one is like painting and hobby stuff. Uh-huh. Star Wars Legion. And this one is Age of Sigmar. And this one is bases. And this one is plastic <laughs> bags. And the ones you can't see are my various 40K factions. I figured that was probably getting a little long, so there you go. Um, but we'll be selling a few new things. Um, for all your wargaming needs, um, and something else, something else that we're going to do. And I can't remember. Oh, um, we're going to have clothing soon too, guys. So you can wear your pride on your body. John, oh, yeah. we, I could not, I tried my hardest. I really, really did try John 
and I thongs. scoured the web, and we can't get our logo on a thong. It's just not possible. There's Aww, no way. That John. John requested that we get a our logo on a thong, and well, it. I am disappointed. He has to be disappointed because we just can't do it. Sorry. Oh well, no thongs for my future. <laughs> That's so, probably for the best. <laughs> so we'll have a bunch of stuff coming up, guys. Uh, expect a little bit of changes. Nothing bad. Just some really cool things going on. Um, we will have some so much for new underwear in the new year. <laughs> Good oil engineers. Um, It'll last for the year. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll have some new stuff. Uh, we're going to be getting some new rewards on our Patreon account. Um, you'll probably see a lot more things from this uh, since, um, as everybody should know by now, um, I am taking over some of the major uh, invitational stuff for War Machine Weekend and makes me have to do things. And, of course, I will be also doing that, which is really, really freaking exciting. Um, but we got a lot of cool things for the podcast coming up. So early next year. Think is when it is. Also, yeah, if you haven't subscribed to us and you've got your free Amazon uh, one, go ahead and do that uh, up there on the top. It's really easy, really quick. Uh, we appreciate it. it costs you nothing, uh, and it does help us because we are looking to upgrade our equipment next year. Um, the money coming in from all sales and everything that we do is going to go to increase better cameras, better computers because we've plans. got things. We got we got a lot of plans for a lot of stuff for next year. Um, that I can't wait for us to do, but it does take us money. Um, what else? Let's get back to what we usually do. Kathy, what are you drinking today? Tea. No alcohol. Well, I do have a, I do have a, a vanilla Coke Zero and rum also next to me. But I'm glad, I'm glad you waited until just then to ask me because my mouth was full of this molasses chocolate, <laughs> which I uh, was podcasting. That's one of those, well, you know, it's those Russell Stover uh, chocolates. Mine are just out of, out of uh, hand reach. They're right over there. I can't quite reach them for, mm. on purpose. Yeah. I had like four of them to start out with. I have one left. Yeah, so. I got a left, but I'm trying to uh, pace myself. Yeah. Well, I figured Gonzo was talking, so I was safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gonzo is very long-winded. <laughs> Because I also forgot that we're going to be having new sponsors coming up. So, uh, sponsorship's going to be changing for the podcast. So, be prepared for that. John, what are you drinking today? Uh, well, I have some. I also have some tea. I have some leftover brisk sweet tea. Uh, I do not suggest you purchasing it. It's not that good. No. As a connoisseur of sweet tea, it is a, a solid two shot to crack. And you want to go for the lower lower shot to crack. And that's so sad. Just not that good. Uh, my tea is jasmine. It's loose leaf. Actually, this one's not loose leaf. Um, it's in the tea bag. It's jasmine tea, though, like the kind you you get at the uh, like sushi place when you get mm -hmm. the tea. Mm, I love it. Uh, and does anyone want to guess what my drink contains? Uh, not you, Banyan. You know because you went to the grocery store with me, for fuck's sake. Dr. Pepper. Johnson, you want to take a guess? Mm, Dr. Pepper? Nope. I'm having a good old-fashioned screwdriver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I finally remembered to buy orange juice. What? I was going to go for a hot toddy because my dad sent me home with some Tom and Jerry mix, which they sell up in Minnesota, but they do not sell down here. 
And uh, but I don't have brandy, so brandy is oh. one of the required ingredients. Yep. Required. You can make a hot toddy out of a lot of things. I mean, you could, but my dad's hot toddy is rum and brandy. They, so. they have some uh, fruity tea at a local, uh, last time we role-played, uh, uh, Creekins got me food from there, and she got this fruity tea from the local, uh, the place. And we heated it up, it was good. Uh, we heated some up with some Jameson's, and it was awesome. Ooh, well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's Jameson's, you really can't go wrong. It was really good. I was down in that area, and I almost stopped to get some, but I'm like, I don't have any Jamesons right now, so it's okay. Uh, anyways, Gonzo, what are you drinking? Um, I have to pre, I have to put some information in before I even tell you. Uh, this last week, I did have to go to get my old man doctor visit because I uh, am getting older. Uh, uh, say no happened? more, please. Uh, yeah. All it was was blood work done, um, but uh, there's a medication <laughs> I've got to start taking for a little bit. Uh, detect if uh, I may have to have my gallbladder taken out. Oh, shit. Uh, no. So, you know what? I, go I ahead. know plenty of people who have had to have their gallbladder taken out, and they are all fine. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the doctor was like, hey, just don't don't eat this stuff. Don't drink this stuff. You can be okay with this stuff. Take this medicine for two weeks, and if it's still not cleared up, then we may have to do an ultrasound on your gallbladder and see if we need to remove that and i'm like okay and one of the things is no alcohol for the time being sure okay so um yes. but coffee is still good <laughs> oh excellent so i can have one cup of coffee a day uh that way it doesn't burn away the stomach lining and all that um mm -hmm. but i am having a cup of coffee and a couple of homemade snickerdoodles for my buddy erica oh so, yum yeah, I made her cheesecake. She'd made me snickerdoodles and chocolate chip cookies. That's, that's very fair trade. And so. uh, fortunately, since it's been so long, we do have one fairly notable uh, salute. Um, who do we have a salute for? Uh, Penny Marshall. Oh, oh yes. Oh, that's right. I mean, not only Laverne, from Laverne and Shirley, but also a hell of a director in her own right. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Oh. So, to Penny Marshall. Penny Cheers. Penny Marshall. Cheers. Oh, that's good. That's aggressive. You that's made it. Good night, Jader. <laughs> All right, let's go and switch over to the paint cam. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the same thing that was happening last time. That no. Um, it says we're, we're live, so uh, tell them to go and refresh and see what happens. Let me, uh, I shall refresh my own. I'm good. I see you live. I see your, yep. your desk with the sprue. Yeah, said we're back. We're back. We're so. back, guys. Sorry about this. Twitch has been acting really crazy lately. That's one of the things that we've been discussing as a team about other ways that we can provide you content besides through Twitch. Um, so that's yeah. one of the things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it as a team because uh, sending the email to Twitch just said, "Don't be bitch." <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? The uh, some things we're talking about. So we got a new web store coming, or not web store? A new uh, place to buy all of our products. Yep. Um, new sponsors coming up. New things yep. that we're doing. Uh, redoing some of our Patreon rewards for y'all. So. Oh yes, yeah. Legionnaires is wondering what the model is, and so am I. Oh, um, sorry. This. Um, <laughs> Okay, so over the Christmas break, uh, actually, when I went to a gaming convention, I bought the Hobbit Goblin um, 
city thing super super cheap from this guy at a convention. He was just trying to get rid of them, and so ah, it was like seventy percent off. Something. Do what? <laughs> that explains something. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. um, I played a, a bunch of Lord of the Rings and had a blast with it. And of course, Kathy loves goblins, so I'm like, I'm not going to play that goblin army. So I gave Kathy the goblin side of it. Like goblins, yeah, and then it, yeah, the Goblin King. Yeah, it was a Goblin King. Uh, all the I'll, goblins. I'll paint that on uh, on my stream. I'll assemble that and paint that on my on my live stream. And then, of course, John likes dwarves, so I gave him the dwarven side of the Goblin City. Oh, cool! He got I all like the dwarves. I like the Hobbit dwarves. Yeah, um, and so he got that. And was it Bilbo was in there? Bilbo, Gandalf, and and all the dwarves. I yeah, think, I think that was it. Uh, but for buying the box set, you got a free miniature, and I kept this one and the terrain piece. Um, yeah. It is Raggedash. Oh, uh, Raggedash. Raggedash. Oh, okay. And so I was going to put him together, even though I knew need to work on my finish up my um, Mompak. I was going to put him together because it's just kind of chill, and it's all it's got a really cool dynamic pose. Uh, looks yeah. really simple. He's uh, much more dynamic than the original one they made, though yeah. I really like that model. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so... But that I wasn't, actually... That wasn't uh, portrayed by uh, a former Doctor Who. Sylvester well, McCoy. Exactly. I could not believe. I was like, oh, oh it's Sylvester McCoy. But uh, Legionnaires does bring up something I think is interesting, and is it's not part of what we're going to be talking about, but I think we should talk about it anyway. I am, I am excited for the Gloom Spite gets. I was reading about those, and they just... They just... It's so fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, they I... got the new Age of Sigmar army, which is <laughs> Goblin. Bad Moons? Goblins. They did release, uh, someone did have a picture from the book, um, and there's, and a few models, of course, there's Squig Riders, uh, which is great, because I think that was a really cool little thing, um, and so um, people are really super excited about this army coming out. That's an understatement. It is yeah. really a buzz in the on Twitter. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool because I think I think that's needed. It's one of those armies that very flavorful. It, yes. And the models are really, really hitting that exact mark. Yes. Mm-hmm. They that, tempted me, but again, I, I'm not not that many guys again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I saw it, and I was like, all those squig riders, I'm like, oh, man, that would be so fun. I, oh, I yeah. can't wait to see the rules and see what it's yeah. like. It sounds like it'll be really cool. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really cool thing. Uh, I'm looking forward because any new army to Age of Sigmar is cool because I personally, I think it's an underplayed game because it gets overshadowed by 40K, but I think it's making its way up. Yeah, it is a bit. It is. It is. I mean, they had a lot of, they had to deal with a lot of, uh, bitterness and fallout from when they switched mm-hmm. over you know the age of sigmar just to begin with but they're slowly slowly drawing a lot of those people back back in yes very much so, so. And, and a lot of fair bitterness and all because they really did kind of oh. shit bad with that release yes oh definitely but yeah. they've been like shortly after that i mean whenever they, they changed over they've been on the on the right path for a while now mm-hmm. that's good to mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever they switched to the General's Handbook and got everyone let go, and it really, I like and the it. The edition of uh, of Sigmar fixed just enough that uh, seems okay. 
Yeah. Still not a fan of double turns. It, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I played in a tournament with that recently, and you know, I had a blast. Even losing, it was. I still was doing stuff. Um, even when I got tabled, I was still doing stuff and still had a chance to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. The mechanics of you know now charging your entire army into the enemy is not necessarily the best call. No, because you, you can start still some low charges. You're like, okay, fine. I'll let you beat up this unit. I got no chance on. But then this unit gets to kick the crap out of that unit first. Well, what's interesting is you can actually be tabled and still win the game now. Yes, they they have gone to what I like to call adult scenarios, where it's not about just wiping your enemy off. You can actually still win if you have enough points uh, sure. before the end of the game. Yeah. Um, which is good. That is cool, yeah. Well, like I said, like to call it an adult scenario. The kid scenarios are kill everyone. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. No terrain. I'll charge forward. Oh, sh- charge forward. We'll just roll some dice. You might as well be playing Yahtzee. Yeah. Pretty close. So I think I'm better at Yahtzee than I am at Age of Sigmar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be playing a bit more Age of Sigmar uh, in the coming year. So I'm, really, I'm looking forward to it. I started rewriting lists and stuff and started figuring out what I would take so I could start painting it because I want to... Oh, Legionnaire says he just saw the dank old Trogoth. Yeah, the Trogoth is... It's pretty dank. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Pretty dank. Yeah. Oh. It looks like so much fun to paint. Yeah. So, on to our main topic of hobby goals. So, uh, I think we should all do... We should say one, describe what it is, and then... We should actually start by seeing back if we can remember what our hobby goals were for last year. Oh, shit. Yes, we probably could have listened to that podcast and prepared, but no. 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 That wouldn't be right. <laughs> it's too close to prep- actual preparation. We can't have that shit. I don't even We have remember. standards to maintain. Well, I have a notebook here. Let's see. Oh, God. Did you actually take notes from last year? Uh, I don't think so. Well... I might have thrown all that stuff away. This is December third. <laughs> oh. And I'm pretty sure it's oh no, it was last December third because it's my Necromunda Goliath gang that I was working on. Oh wow. Uh and so, yes, there's I do remember mine because I had a very simple one. This one we're gonna get serious. Oh we'll so get, we'll get serious? We're gonna take this one very serious. Uh I mean I took mine seriously. I, I mean how about I start? Last year's was a uh, hobby streak through the entire year, and uh, as I'm still going, uh, I think that was a rousing success. Yes, yeah, you did. It was. I, I know a, a lot of people that are very inspired by your one-year hobby streak. Not even the like. I, I'm actually trailing at least one person I see on Twitter, which impresses me. But yeah, we keep going. Uh, I like how we've been mutual supportive. Uh, so in between Necromiles. Uh, Making the Hobby Streak Facebook group, which if you're interested in, just find us and yell or, or yell in here, and we'll, we'll add you to it. Um, we support each other. Uh, we support each other. Follow each other on Twitter. It's it's a very good, supportive thing. I've been very enjoyable. I'm still on classic Hobby Streak, i.e., games don't count. Uh, not even punching out seven million counters and making a million dials for X-wing doesn't count. <laughs> even after all that, I went upstairs and did some actual hobbying too. You got all your X-wing stuff for the new edition put in. Yeah, right. Like I don't. I got uh, I got the Rebel conversion kit, but it actually only uh, covers a handful of ships. I still have a ton of extras. I got. Uh, I mean, good lord. 
And when you think about, you know, how many ships you buy, just and also in Oops. the last February, March, I got a bunch of extra models uh-huh. uh, from a guy because he was getting out of that and Mordheim, or not Mordheim, uh, other M, Malifo. Malifo. One of those M words. So I got a ton of ships, super cheap, and a ton of models. I mean, it was so cheap, I felt bad, and I generally don't feel bad. <laughs> But Which, yeah, so uh, still, uh, go ahead. just a little bit off topic. Um, how excited are you for the new Malifo coming out? Oh, sorry, medium, medium excited. We'll see how it ends up. I'm trying not to get uh, overhyped because I know that's uh, that's one of your games. I know people are, I know a lot of people that are kind of excited for it. Yeah, it should be very interesting. I'd like to see it because that's a game I would like to try uh, a little bit more into. But of course, getting people to do that is another thing. Sometimes difficult, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, what is your new year since you made your last year's? What's your new year one? God, that's difficult. I don't know. Paint something? You guys laugh. That, like, that's ha ha ha. John's making it. I haven't painted a complete model in a year. So, he I is really assembled. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I've assembled all the models. Yeah. And now it's time to paint. Um, actually, you just told. Uh, Madness Minis, a.k.a. Chris Wells, one of my buddies, from, used to be down here, now is up in Buffalo area. He uh, posted that they're doing some sort of uh, 40K tournament in June, I think it is. And I told him tentatively, since I can say it is place, uh, I'm in. So that's uh, my current goal is to get a 40K army painted in time for that, because I would like to go fully painted. I would also like to get a bunch of my Rebels painted for Star Wars Legion. And then uh, after that, we'll we'll start seeing what if we can paint anything else. Uh I bought this whole new desk and new setup so I could set up my paint and uh, hobby things at the same time and not uh, have to spend a million years cleaning up and then setting up in order to switch back and forth. So, yeah. Time to make it all work. And Gonzo, why aren't you using plastic glue? Because I don't own plastic glue right now. I had that same thought. I'm like, oh, he's using that super glue. Well, why is not using plastic glue? But, you know, everybody's different me. the way they like their, their glue. No, I don't plastic, have any plastic glue. Is superior. Oh my crap, so good. Yeah, I just don't have any plastic glue right now, so I'm using this old... <clears throat> and and when you buy new super glue, Gorilla Glue with the brush... Glue. Oh, with the brush. Oh, with the brush. With the brush. Ooh. Is I mean, that's sweet a, and totally legit. That's a little more than... I usually just take a tiny bit and put it on the, the top of a milk cap because, you know, those milk caps and super glue have an interesting non-reaction uh so it stays wet for a long time and i just have a paper clip that i apply it with because i'm fancy that way (laughs) fancy fancy well yeah so back to the topic my my first goal would be to actually uh uh paint an entire 40k army what army do you think you might be doing i mean knights just knights Uh, of the round table i'm totally gonna have some other models to go with i'm not just gonna paint knights but I did get back into 40k because of knights, so I'm totally going to paint up some knights. Oh yeah. So that army, uh, three knights, and then whatever infantry from Allied Allied uh, Imperium I wish to add. We'll see what that is. I haven't really thought that far ahead. Step one: paint a knight or three. A knight or three. Well, so most of my builds have three knights. So if I paint up three knights, it's a good start, and then I can. The whole idea is I want to actually. This is a super goal here. I want to get three knights painted. Uh, you know, the three core ones I'm going to play with. 
and then I can just mix and match what Imperium Force I want. Do I want to use the uh, Eclodian Star Striders from the Kill Team box as my uh, infantry and all? I can do that. Do I want to use them Admech? I can do that. Do I want to bribe some my Death Watch? I can do that. Since I can use any Imperium factions together, I mean, yeah, that's sort of my uh, initial goal, so to speak, is to, to get that core done, and then I can do everything. So that's my main goal. And uh, wait, I do actually enjoy uh, having a ton of different models. It's a good change of pace once in a while to switch up between, say, you know, 40K and Age of Sigmar and Legion and very rarely War Machine. I did a couple of those recently and, like, Shadespire slash Nightbolt. It's cool to have a good variety of miniatures to go through. Oh, yeah. Painting up variety also keeps it from being boring, too. Especially yes. when you have to do units. Um, most games are to the point where they're not boring for units anymore because, I mean, think about even the biggest unit I built for Age of Sigmar was 20 models. In the fantasy days, that's like a starter. It's a tasting. I have a little taste of that unit. Here's 20 models. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Kathy, what's your first uh, hobby goal? I want to finish my Geller Pox that I've been working on and actually play with them. I don't know anybody like in person who uh, who plays, so I have to find somebody. I know Adepticon is coming up in in March, so I'm kind of hoping I what I'd like to do is get them all done so that I can take them. But I did that with my Necromunda last year, and I ended up not playing. Uh, but I will also bring Zombie Side. That I'm getting a little off topic there because it's Adepticon. Um, but yeah, my Geller Pox are, are my big guys are half done, I think. Each one of them has some paint on it. I'm just looking at them sitting over here next to me. Uh, I think on Thursday's stream, I'm going to be working on the four glitchlings, which are the, the short little sort of stitched together people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's my that's my Thursday live stream project. But yeah, I want to get these done in time for Adepticon so that I might be able to actually play uh, Kill Team something. Yeah. Yeah. Plus they're usable in 40k. You know, but Kill Team probably be ideal for them. Yeah. So that's 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 one of my that's one of my goals. Cool, uh, Gonzo. What's your first goal? Paint more. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> Paint a whole lot more and get better at it. Um, right now, I mean, I'm okay. I don't consider myself a great painter, but I do consider myself decent. Um, but I want to get better at it. I want to try some new techniques, do some new things, make some things look cooler, etc., etc. Um, do everything that's going to be necessary for me to get and get some cool things done. Um, also. Just you know, trying new things. Like I said, I have an airbrush, and this airbrush is amazing, and I need to start using it effectively. It's not waste money on it. Fair, absolutely fair. Airbrush, which, money, but not going to happen. Not anytime soon. Which, because of that, um, I'll be playing a little bit more 40k this year. So I'm working on my towel, and I decided to build my Cold Star. Oh, cool! That's a cool model. Um, I love the big models because, man, it's super. They're the ones you really want to do. Yeah. One has guns with guns. Yeah, because this one uh, is my Cold Star with four fusion blasters. So, I know that's how it's supposed to go together, but I probably wouldn't put the shields on it, and I would flip the fusion blasters because I really like the uh, the look of the 
ammo canister vent thing off the side away from him. Um, you know, I did I did that. I put them up. I took them and blue tacked them, you know, so they were like this. And it was just too wide for the body because it stuck out like this. And it was just way too big. So yeah. that's the reason why I flipped them on the side. And I was like, um, something needs to go on the side right there. And, oh, I have these old bottom shields. Uh, from drones, and I've got 50 billion drones already, so I clipped <laughs> them and put them on there. And so, I tell you, that's, that's what I had most missed about about uh, GW model kits, is just the kit bashing. Bird stuff. Kit bashing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Love it. Uh, we're actually starting to do some with Legion. Uh, my buddy uh, Al Marshall wants to steal the crew for my last Rebel laser cannon to start making some uh, Hoth troopers out of. Uh, so I'm like, sure, I'll just put the cannon together and then I'll make a laser cannon with uh, some regular Rebel Trooper crew or, you know, under Trooper crew. So that'll be cool. But, you know, a little kid bash, kit bashing is cool. Yeah. It's a lot easier with GW stuff. Yes, it is. So there's, there's so much extra that they do for it. But I also have the Tau Supremacy suit. Um, <laughs> and so that's a huge, huge model. Uh, their version of a knight, if you would, you know, be so bold. Have you put it together yet? It is put together. Damn. Um, it's put together with the arms and the top piece magnetized. Okay. Um, so I've got those magnetized and ready. Um, I've had it for almost a year, but it been I got it as a gift for myself uh, at last Adepticon, and well, actually, I bought it directly from Forge World instead of at Adepticon because they are more expensive at Adepticon. Yeah. But. Um, Never got a chance to play it because nobody wanted to play that high of points where it was worth it to take. Oh, yep. But recently they have taken their point value of it and dropped it down dramatically. Um, and so now you can fill it in a 1,500-point army. Yeah, I was uh, going to give you a review of uh, Chapter Approved, but uh, I didn't buy one two weeks ago, and they're out of stock right now. So it'll be a little bit before I can get to that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I got the chapter approved. I actually got it super, super cheap because I went to that tournament and got a prize. And, well, that went to the chapter approved because <laughs> I have all the models I need. And so I've been looking at stuff. Do you? Do okay. You really? That no, he had no at the store. Really? That he had at the store. Uh, I'll Although, be honest. There's occasional times I'm like, I need something for hobby streak so I don't start digging into stuff. And it gets a little, little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been starting to pace myself. I still got the rest of Blackstone Fortress Assemble, but that's off topic. In any case, you want to paint more and get better at it. I definitely want to get better at it. That's one of my things is to try new techniques, try new paints, try new things. I, one of the things I want to learn how to do is non-metallic metals. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. I want to learn how to use my airbrush a lot better. Um, right now, I use my airbrush for priming and then also getting colors that I hate to paint on a model real quick. Like the reds and yellows when I'm painting the whole model like red and yellow. Um, I hate, hate, hate trying to paint red and yellow. Um, so I that's why I did, you know, my, my first pal towel paint scheme was the yellow. And it was airbrushed on. And it, of course, goes on so much easier. Yes. Whenever you can airbrush that color on. They look a lot like my first towel. Just I had green with them, so they end up looking like Green Bay Packers. And I'm like, oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Um, so I'm going to, I'm still going to go with this paint scheme. I just need to figure out the good accent colors I want to use. Um, I do have my color wheel around here somewhere. Um, cause of course the little towel circle thing. Or steal from another faction. 
maybe make them look kind of Altioc, do it blue with the yellow. They'll look sort of like the Eldar Altioc, but with Tau, it'd look completely different. Yeah, I just, I just got to figure out. I mean, this yellow with the, what is this, uh, Casadora yellow? Your light actually makes it look like standard Tau Sept Ochre on the camera. Yeah, it, it, it's actually pretty bright, and the, this is the one I did the um, Gundam marker on in the lines of the gun just to test it out. Uh, and on his back, but didn't like it, didn't care for it. Um, I mean, it worked pretty well. Yeah, it worked well. It's just I didn't like it. Um, so I'm going to use this yellow paint scheme because it's a yellow and orange, uh, orange wash type thing, and then black pants. But then all the little gubbins and bits and whatever you want to call it are all in there that it need to be changed oh, no, up. Fuck, you're going for the bumblebee. Bumblebee, it's a good color scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to do... Uh, I wanted another darker, bright color, if that makes sense, like a blue. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure which one I wanted to do. I just have to wait and see. That's one Fair of the things enough. I'm going to do on whenever I start uh, streaming on Wednesdays again. Uh, I'm going to start experimenting. Those are going to be my experimenting days. But yeah, that's, that's a good note for everyone listening. Is that like steal your paint schemes from from anywhere. Try not to do it from a local or talk to him about it first because that gets a little off putting if you do it something exactly the same. But, uh, you know, steel, like my uh, my dwarves, my Rulik for uh, War Machine are all Crimson Guard from G.I. Joe because, like, the paint scheme and it worked out well. So steal what you can. Yeah. Stealing from sports teams is always good, too. I mean, speaking yeah. as someone who started painting miniatures um, really uh, while I was painting Blood Bowl models. You know, you just want your guys to look like, you know, the Bears or the Packers or the Vikings or whatever. Just not the Dallas Cowboys. Never the Dallas Cowboys. Never the Dallas Cowboys. Anyways, um, I guess we're back over to my second. I sort of spewed them all out at once, but the second one is also to, uh, you know, paint some of my other armies. I should probably get some Legion painted. I'm painting. I'm playing a lot of that. It's really not a shit ton of models. When you think about it, my average army is, you know, still only about, uh, it's under 40 models easily, you know, with only six man squads at most, uh, and Wookiees are even less. And, uh, just in case you didn't listen to that last cast, Wookiees are kind of fun. Wookiees! Yeah, did it all with the Wookiee. The Wookiee. You know he ain't a rookie. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, any case, yeah, I want to paint some Legion up, uh, maybe get a good force, maybe, uh, I don't necessarily need to get them all painted. That would be a super lofty goal with the uh, painting on the uh, 40k army as well. But I'd like to get like a lot of the core models that I play a lot done. You know, an ATR tier two, a couple units of Rebel Troopers, some Fleet Troopers. You know, just that stuff that you're using all the time. Just get that done. I think that that's a, a good goal. Are you going to include one of your goals as uh, start streaming? No. <laughs> <laughs> it happens it happens if it don't it don't it's okay <laughs> so, i would like to stream but i'm not gonna make it a goal because so another good thing about hey goals, congo's here hey congo but uh yeah you don't want to make your goal you don't want to have too much goals and if it's something you're planning on doing anyways making that a goal is just sort of cheating you know you want to make your goals something you actually have to kind of work for yeah if you make it too easy uh, so uh, someone once said that a goal that everyone can achieve is no goal at all. Sure. No, it's not. I mean, that's just what you do. It's like I want to wake up every day. Well, you fucking 
Hopefully. <laughs> but that's sort of what you do anyway. That's not a good goal. Some people have to start with small goals. Yeah, but, you know, you've got to make it something beyond wake up every day. Well, yeah. Yeah, wake up, be in a good mood every day. That's a that's a lofty goal. That'd be a good one. Uh, that's, that's me every day. I'm a morning person. It's sick. It's, it's twisted, but, you know. Perfect. That's, uh, maybe mine is more like uh, be grumpy like the rest of you people. Uh, I'm not grumpy in the morning. I mean, I am on my drive to work, but that's because there's a million idiots around me. But anyway. Well, that's, you know, at one time when I was making the daily hour and 20 minute commute uh, in, in Chicago, uh, I was thinking I should live stream myself. <laughs> Facebook live it. No, no. No one use that kind of language. Commenting. Right? That's why I never did it. I was like, totally not safe for work. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so be careful with the goals. Like, yeah, I do want to start streaming my hobby streak and whatever I'm doing, but I'm not going to make that a goal, you know. So, there you go. Uh, Kathy, you got a goal number two? Uh, well, I mean, obviously the paint more thing is I have some busts from Blackheart Models that I really want to work on. Cool. I've only started the Lily Munster and I never finished it. I have a Morticia Adams. I have a Vampirella. I have a bunch of... Uh, Lovecraft themed busts from Blackheart models that I would like to get some paint on. I want to finish all of my uh, figures for the Mask of the Red Death board game. I have uh, half of them done. Let's see, I have two, four, five complete. I have one that's half done and four after that. So. I'm on target with that if I if I'm painting them on the stream, but there's so many other things I want to paint on the stream. Um, but yeah, I I need to finish the lettering on my TARDIS. I I'm just looking at my desk here. Lots of stuff you can at, finish. Looking at stuff that's for me. Like I have a TARDIS. It's a it's a, a Reaper miniature, and I painted everything blue, and and I just have to do the letter the police box lettering mm -hmm. on the. Uh, but it's, it's like two inches tall, you know, so that lettering is very tiny. And I did it on one side, and I was happy to know that I could do it, but I didn't do it on the rest of the sides. So uh, then I have another, uh, Mal not Malifaux, but Puppet Wars. I don't know if you saw my Instagram or Facebook. Uh, on my last live stream, I was painting Rusty Alice from the Weird Weird Games uh Puppet Wars board game, which mm -hmm. is all the puppets are based off of characters from Malifaux. So I had I had Rusty Alice that was sitting here, and now I have uh, a Victoria that's sitting here that's almost done, and I want to finish that off. And I have a whole bunch more. I have like all of them for Puppet Wars. They're all primed. <clears throat> <laughs> I just need to paint them. And I know it's hard to get time when what you do is painting. It's hard to get time to paint your it's, own stuff. But. Yeah, to paint my own stuff. That's the thing. But that's I, a good goal to have is to paint some of your own stuff and make intermix there, finishing things up. Yeah. Uh, so what about Gonzo? You have a second uh, second goal. Um, my second goal, and I know it's not it's not really hobby, but it is gaming hobby related, is to play more casual stuff. Um, as you know, I'm a pretty good, I, I love my competitive stuff. I love playing competitively, but there are so many more games out there that are, and I'm, I'm putting the air quotes because people that are com competitive war machine and horde players know what I'm talking about. Um, 
it's, it's a different type of competition. And there's nothing wrong with anything to do. But I just want to play some more casual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I have to worry. You know, I don't want to have to worry about anything. Don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I better have this maximized list for full potential, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've got to cut back on my competitive uh, streak type stuff anyway. Um, won't be able to go to a bunch of different things next year. So I want to play some more non-competitive type army games mm-hmm. and i hate to say that way because i mean it's this is i love my war machine and hordes i have a fun time playing it don't have any issues with it but there are so many more games out there that i consider to be less of a issue i guess the best way to put it. it it's okay to like more than just one game correct but i mean there's like like i love star wars legion and it's a fun it's still competitive but it's not it's a different type of competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings. I liked Lord of the Rings. It was fun. I liked playing Gimli and Legolas and them trying to beat the crap out of be more models and stuff. And I liked building the armies. I really want to try Malifaux because I fucking love Malifaux models. Um, getting people to play it. Different story. But that's something I want to do next year is try a bunch of different things. Uh, I, like I said, I liked playing... Um, uh, Age of Sigmar. I'm going to try to play more of that. Uh, I've got a decent uh, group, a little local, more local guys that play it. Um, so that's kind of something I can deal with. I can go with that. Um, take it a little bit more relaxed this year on my gaming um, part. So um, I know there's a bunch of new games coming out next year. Um, I know that there's a bunch of new things that are going to be happening in my life. So I've got to just kind of just chill, have a good time. Still play War Machine and Hordes because that's my primary, but not have to worry about much. Yeah, got to pace yourself a little bit. Yeah. Go, okay, well, I didn't bring my War Machine and Hordes. I only brought my blah, blah, blah. And that's what I'm going to play this today. Kind of thing. So that's yep. kind of my thing. It's just, it's just take it more relaxed this year. I've got a lot of other real-life things that I probably won't have a lot of time to devote to running to 13 different conventions to... <laughs> test out my war machine and hordes you know combative nature again yep so So, uh my number three is a simple one um is keep the hobby streak going can can i get through two full years of hobby streak oh shit Mm -hmm. i'll have more vacation time it'll be more interesting uh uh we'll see if that's possible um but it is a goal to keep uh keep going and see if i can do that it sounds simple. Just keep hobby streaking. Right. <laughs> but uh, tradition, the traditional version is uh, hard because uh, it's a lot of stuff to do. And if you want to get any painting done, you got to sit down for more than a half an hour at a time. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. That's that's usually the case. But I mean, if if you just set a goal for yourself, I have a friend who is doing this. If and he would set a goal for himself. If I could just get, you know, this done on these five guys. He's like, I just want to do the pants on these five guys. And he would, and bit by bit, if he had a half hour, you know, or an hour, pretty soon his whole army was done. And he was like, I can't believe it. You know, just like, here's five guys, that's all I'm working on. And when you when you do it in that small amount, it, it seems like it's more manageable. Like, some people have that mentality of, you know, I've got this entire army, I need to get them done. And it becomes overwhelming. 
But when you say, here's five models, and all they want to do is paint the pants on them, you know, then, well, then it becomes goals. a little... Like, your goals for, like, I need to go to this event that's coming up. I got plenty of time. Well, just start painting for that event. It's, it's a manageable goal. You're like, all right, you know, I've got, you know, 30 models, and I've got, you know, you know, 50 days. Well, that's pretty easy, <laughs> you know. You can math that out and be like, can I do that? Well, let's give it a shot. I've always found that uh, I've had uh, good experiences when I've had a goal to paint. Uh, that wasn't, like, unreasonable. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, hey, John, the uh, next uh, article we need for White Dwarf goes and has to be delivered in, in, you know, 20 days. You have to paint all an entire Lord of the Rings army. And you're like, well, fuck my life. Because <laughs> I don't have one anymore. Yes, you do. No, it's literally, I get up, I go to work, I come home, I paint Lord of the Rings models. <laughs> no, no. It's really you... hard to do much else. <laughs> that, uh, it was years ago, but it burned me out quite a bit for quite some time. Yeah. And that's another thing. Burnt out is, is, is quite easily impossible when you have 50 billion games or 50 billion models. And you're just like, I, I need to paint this, I gotta paint this, I gotta paint this. And like, Adepticon. Adepticon, since they require, you know, fully painted, you've got to buckle down and do it. And so some people can't handle it. I mean, to be it. fair, having, you know, judged models in, in tournaments at Adepticon, you know, it's not like you have to have it Golden Demon Standard. No. You know, it's it's three colors. And sometimes those people just think uh, primer is a color. So I've seen plenty of, oh, yeah. you know, gray <laughs> or black. So it's 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 really not an impossible task to slap three colors no. on a model on a, on, a, on an army. No, it, it's but it not. doesn't give you the same completion uh, feeling inside you when you get three colors on models. You're like, yeah, sure, they're painted, but they're not some, done. For some scratch. people, for some people that you know, they just want something they can throw on the table so they can play the game. And and I can understand that mentality. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say you're doing it wrong if. You know, if three color minimum just so that you can play the game that you like, you know, it's not doing it wrong. But that's something. No, that, but I, I always have a problem with that as being, you know, it doesn't feel like you're done. Yeah, I think that's well, the, I mean, the, the personal me, preference. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> Some people are like, here, I dry brushed all my Necrons and did a little bit of red on their eyeballs. Done. Oh, I mean, yeah, Necrons, like, the thing is, that's the kind of army that you feel like you get it done. You're like, all right. So I sprayed them black, I put uh, silver on all of them, and now it's time for a little bit of detail work, a little dry brush, and Bob's your uncle. Yep. Maybe a wash. You're feeling crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, uh, but I mean, that, that it's, it's also a personal preference, too, because some people okay. are like, that's the best that I can do. You're like, all hey, right. If you've done good. your best, no one should judge you. No. Unless you've entered a painting competition, then you're asking me to judge, but that's different. Yeah. Oh, so Kathy, do you have a number three, or uh, is two enough? It, for me, it's gaming. Is uh, is playing the games because this year I was looking back, and the only game that I've really played, I was even thinking board games. I realized that of the monthly, like every month, we would get together at my friend's house uh, to play board games once a month, and for the last six months for various reasons we weren't able to make it so i haven't even played board games uh the only thing i've really played regularly is D D on my monday night group and then the uh 
the Warhammer Champions card game only because it's an app on my phone and I can play that wherever, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't have to go to the game store to find people to play with. And the last few times I tried going to the game store to, you know, to maybe arrange a game, it was somebody who, you know, something came up and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't make it. So I still haven't played that game in in physical form. So I just want to play a game out on the table. It looks more like it's going to be Song of Ice and Fire because that's a game that we have models for a lot of them and uh you know it's it's at our house my husband is interested in playing it so unlike age of sigmar unlike 40k you know he he's one of the people that was burned by gw and is still bitter and is not going to come back he's like <laughs> nope sorry i'm done i was burned too many times you know, where they nerfed this army and then they nerfed this army and then they completely changed the world and, you know, everything became obsolete and it just kept happening over and over with whatever armies he chose. So he's like, I'm done. You know, uh, there isn't much you can do with like a World War II game. You can't really change the lore. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's weird World War II. And that's, yeah, and that's that's kind of, like, why he kind of gravitated towards the historical games. It's like, this is my color scheme. This is the backstory. The backstory's not going to change. They're not going to start adding, you know, magic. They're not going to, you know, the, the, the worst they can do is, like, alter the rules a little, you know. So, but, yeah, he just he was so frustrated with that. I... I wasn't as invested. I had to spend nearly as much time with uh, armies, fully painted, like golden demon winning armies, you know, to had to be told, well, that doesn't really work anymore. That that rule, that's obsolete. Those models are obsolete. You can't play this. You can't do that. You know, so I'm willing to give them another try. So I do want to play some AOS. I do want to play some Night Vault. I do want to play some, you know, Kill Team. So that's that's my third one is just to, to like to play more games. Fair enough. Uh, Banian put his uh, his in the uh, chat there. One is to average a game a week, which is bold. Uh, I mean, if only you lived with another gamer to make that more easily possible, that might make it uh, doable. <laughs> what? Yeah. Two is to complete the kits I have and complete my armies. Another good goal that's another lofty one and three good generic one get back into painting that's sure. good, solid uh three goals there yeah uh gonzo you have number three um and number three is kind of like it's not only just a goal but it's also a resolution type thing where i need to do it for myself as a personal thing and well, that's for, for for a resolutions episode which would probably be next week well the thing is but it has to do with the hobby stuff and i need to do it Um, purging. I've come to the realization that I have too much stuff and not enough time or effort to do it. And what? Yeah. Too much stuff. Not enough. Hold on. How many games do I have sitting on? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. But, um, to try to remember, remind myself that I can't buy into every game that I want or every game that I have Uh because I just don't have the time. Um, and so I'm going to have to purge some stuff. 
Um, which, you know, if anybody wants to buy some stuff, I'm selling a shit ton of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just got to gotta purge a bunch of items. And I got to remind myself next year that I'm going to go, all right, am I buying this model? Or am I buying these models? So I think I'm going to paint them. Or am I buying these models because I... Am I I, I buying them because I'm going to paint them? Or am I buying them because I'm going to play them? You know what I'm saying? Because there's a cool thing to have cool-looking models. Yep. But do I need to buy the entire army? No. Because I might play them. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Uh Um, Yes, I do. Someone who has eight different game systems models on my uh, little painting station. uh, Yes. I kind of understand a little bit. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, mm, what do I really need to do? So that's one of my hobby goals is to not jump in completely on everything. Um, oh, that's a cool game. Let me try it out. Let me try it out. Let me try it yeah, out again. See, Let me try it out again. The store gets a gets a dem- can get a demo going for you. See if one of the guys there can demo the game. That way you're not just buying into every game as soon as it comes out. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's my thing is is doing that too because I don't want. Um, I've got to save money for next year, um, for some big projects that are coming up. And so I've got to just kind of, I've already started purge lists of things of like board games and card games and, you know, armies. I've got borrow from friends that are buying. That is always a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting rid of one forty K army that I thought was going to play. Never. I only played it twice. Yeah, that's um, we have our multiple army disease like crazy, yep. and we need to, as a community, calm that down and just go like maybe just focus on the one army. Yeah, like yes, yeah, so if you're playing something like Shadespire or Kill Team, where an army is like ten like, models, models or yeah. ten models, yeah, yeah, five models. I mean, I guess seven in the case of the some of the Shadespire, but sure, it's fine. But keep that in mind, you know, or. If you've got your army done, it's fully painted and all, that's a good time to go for another army, but think about the playing time, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I bought the two Monpok armies. All right, that's, you know, ten models. I can understand that. Buying into, like, I really like the Infernal models for uh, the new faction coming out. I think those are really cool. But I'm looking, I'm like, am I really going to play that? And if I do, do I really need two other War Machine and Horde armies? Probably because I'm saying, yeah, because I'm a, a nerd and I get into it. But I need to think about that more yes. uh, before I jump completely in mm-hmm. on stuff. So, other than that, what time is it, by the way? Time to talk about movies. Since Ooh. Someone watched all the movies. Since I watched movies. a crap ton of movies. All right, give me a second. I'll switch over our scene. Oh, yeah. So, that's our basic hobby goals. You can have more than that. But if you give yourself too many goals, maybe you should see if you've either made them too easy or if. Maybe you're overwhelming yourself trying to get to a lot of them. Um, Okay, so we're back on media section. Um, Everybody's done like 40 billion media sections, so it would be really cool. I mean, Kathy said she watched 17 movies this weekend. Yeah, that's a lie. I'm just telling you flat (laughs) out. I I watched like a shit ton of the Great British Baking Show because Jim and I are just watching a couple episodes a night or when we every couple nights i suppose and there was a pause during the holidays when we were in minnesota but yeah i like i watched four weddings and a funeral today because it was on tv and all all i could think when i was watching it was i saw that actor on midsummer murders 
I saw that actor on Midsummer Murders. <laughs> I saw this guy on Midsummer Murders. That one was on Doctor Who. This one's been in like every single thing I've ever seen. That's BBC, you know. And uh, so that was it. Was fun to uh, to identify all of the British actors that were familiar to me. <laughs> Just kind of a hobby. Interesting hobby. Yeah. Well, you know, what can I say? Some people paint tiny soldiers. So what's your opinion of four weddings and a funeral? I thought it was funny. But I like uh I like British shows. I I was not a Hugh Grant fan, uh but I love Jack Han or John Hanna. John Hanna was the uh was another actor that was in it that I really love everything that he's in. John Hanna. Uh he's I imagine Scottish. I'm not up on all of my accents and everything, but I'm pretty Scottish. Sure Scottish. Yeah. John's the master of the Googles. Um, but yeah. He's I was making sure it was the guy movie. I thought it was. He was in the Mummy, the, the mummy movies, Brandon yeah. Fraser. So, he has to be one of my favorite uh, Scottish actors. I mean, there's a lot of good Scottish actors. Okay, there's actually... Sean Connery. Yeah, there's Sean Connery and John Hanna. And, uh, <laughs> there has to be more. Hold on. Oh, the guy who's in all the crappy action movies now, not Liam Neeson. Peter Capaldi. Is it, wait, uh, Peter Capaldi is northern. Is he northern or is he actually Scottish? I don't know. I'm trying to think of this actor's name. Hold on one second here. And then uh, David Tennant is Scottish. Well, David Tennant's awesome. Well, right. Uh, what rating do you give uh, for weddings and a funeral or whatever it is for funerals and wedding, whatever order that shit goes in? <laughs> I give it one. One space or B. Ah, Gerard Butler. He's Scottish and he's terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't say every Scottish actor was brilliant. Well, brilliant, I should say. Oh, one space here. Okay, uh, Gonzo, I feel like we're going to have to let you get one in here edgewise, you know, or you have to. That's all I've got. I mean, really. Okay. Um, I watched a lot of Netflix this, this uh, and rented a couple of movies. Uh, I watched 2036 Unknown or Origins Unknown. Uh, I can't remember the lady's name. It's the lady that plays Starbucks in the Battlestar Galactica TV show. Um, the story is based on we finally got a mission. Yeah, we finally got people to Mars, and when we landed, something happened, and the spaceship was destroyed uh, with all the people on it. Oh, so, what we, do what? I said, I know what happened. I saw that episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, and so as a precaution from all this going down we decided to use artificial intelligence and robots to go to Mars and just people sitting behind a desk now. Um, The movie fucking sucked. (laughs) Let's let's just put it out there. Let's not sugarcoat shit with this one. Um, It it, it was completely predictable. Everything was going, but the story was so convoluted and flipped back and forth that there's actually plenty of people online. They're like, what happened at the end of this? Um, it tried to put too much into it. Tried to go thing. Um, it was just bad. The acting was bad. The The story was bad. I mean, you watch most of the movie from one room, uh, one set, and everything's done on like monitors and screens. It's just really, really bad. The, the story went all over the place. You, you had no clue what you were doing. It, it was just bad. I mean, so bad. Just so, so bad. Um, so, t- totally skip this one. I'm going like four space herpes, pushing five. 
It's just that bad. I mean, at least, you know, they could have tried. Because the, the guy that wrote it, directed it, did everything was the same person. So that kind of kind of hit me off. I'm like, this guy's done every part of the movie. So this is a pet project of his. Fair enough. So it was bad. Uh, my first one is uh, a little movie. It's very indie. No one's really heard of it. It was called, uh, based on some old books by some author you never heard of, uh, uh, it was called Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> yeah? I heard that's supposed to be a pretty good um, author. What's that about? Uh, it's about f- 50 hours long, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Guess you watch the extended editions? Yeah, I got the Blu-ray well, edition. You have to. Cheap. No, I have the original editions, too. The, the original theatrical edition is good if you want to watch it in one sitting because yeah. it's shorter. The Blu-rays of the Extended, though, are split perfectly, so you get done with about an hour and a half or so, and you're like, natural stopping point, I'll stop and come back the next day. <laughs> That's what we were supposed to be doing on the 27th uh, when we got home from Minnesota, was going over to our friend's house and having a marathon of those, because we had sentimental reasons, and they had sentimental reasons, and so we were all just going to watch them together, but then stupid work things intervened for them so we had to cancel oh, it happens uh this just in they're still good uh-huh. uh, the set editions have great great world building um you really know what's going on uh they actually make boromir more likable which is important mm-hmm. i feel like if anything failing of the theatrical version is boromir wasn't really likable no except for a handful of parts and this one he's a lot more likable uh, it's very cool. It's, I mean, it's a very well done movie. Yeah. I would say it is the most watchable of the movies because it feels complete. Yeah. And, uh, for any directors who want to make a movie that's going to end on a downer, I'm not sure if I'm shooting this directly at any directors at all, uh, in particular, but take stock of this movie in addition to, you know, Empire Strikes Back. This movie ends on a downer. Gandalf's presumed dead. Boromir's actually dead. The Fellowship is split. Wait, they he dies? Oh my god. <laughs> they captured Marion Pippin, yet somehow it still feels hopeful and upbeat at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very well done. More directors should take stock. This is how you end a movie on a down note, but don't make your audience fucking hate your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the other thing I want to point out is, fuck, Aragorn is awesome. That fight scene at Ammon Hen at the end. Aragorn, <laughs> Aragorn and Boromir are both absolute ballers. I'm sure Legolas kills a bunch and Gimli's there, but Aragorn and Boromir are just fucking ballers. Yeah. And it's great. I love those. I could watch those scenes every day. Uh-huh. Uh, zero space herpes. Uh, in fact, I'm even going to go so far as to give it maybe one Casablanca out of five, you know, or give it four out of five Casablancas. I would go four out of five Casablancas. I would agree with that. I don't know if I'm going full five. It's definitely four out of five at least. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, it's a great movie anyway, no matter what you stand it up to. It's a great movie. So, uh, well, Gonzo, uh, Kathy's done, so hit us up with number oh, two. Well, oh, well, I, I, did, I did watch one other thing. Jim and I always watch every year. It's a Wonderful Life. I had to say it. It's fucking amazing. I cry every <laughs> time. It, It's right up there with Casablanca. So five I out mean, of five Casablanca? It, it, yeah, it's, it's a timeless classic every single time. You gotta just, like... So in the 80s, when it was kind of rediscovered and every single network was playing it over and over and over, Jim and his brother used to watch it so often 
they they have the entire thing memorized, like the the whole script. And uh, but but Jim and I will watch it once every year, and we, now we can recite lines back and forth to each other. But yeah, that's I had to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, so five out of five costume because there's no shock there. Yeah. Apparently, Xander Warlord cannot watch that movie. Uh, you are weird, but it's okay. Not everything's for everyone. I understand. Yeah, there's people who who can't. That's okay. All right, Gonzo, how do you follow that up? We got a four out of five Casablancas and a five out of five Casablancas. What do you got on tap? Uh, my next one. I'm just going to go down my list because I'm not going to skip around. Um, they released the new a new series based on the Tales of Arcadia. Uh, if you don't know, Troll Hunters was the original, and they're making a three parter to all these, where all, all right. these all this hometown is all together in one big story. Uh, and they released what's called Three Below. Three Below is part of the Tales of Arcadia series, um, where aliens are not exiled, but running from their planet and land on Earth in the same town where Troll Hunters is at. And it's about aliens living in the same town. Now, Arcadia, the town, has Troll Hunters, Trolls, Aliens, Alien Hunters, and Alien Assassins. So it's uh, like New York City. Do what? It's like New York City. Yes, very much so. Um, done by the same team, same thing. Um, it is very well done. If you watch Troll Hunters and you liked it, you'll love Three Below. It's got the same type of comedy. Uh, a little bit more teenish, I guess you could say. A little less... Uh, t- touches on some more teen subjects because the kids are a little older. Um, there are appearances from the old crew and the old show they make cameos and there's one episode where they cross over um and i thought it was interesting because i was curious what the timeline was because you saw the new cast in the troll hunter series in one episode um and then when their series came out i was trying to figure out where the show was timeline was with troll hunters and they actually clear it all up makes it super easy um Good cast, good characters, plenty funny parts. Um, puts a good warm, fuzzy feeling in you when you see old cast members come in to a new series. Uh, because there's going to be a third ser- series after Three Below that brings wizards into it. And so they're going to have troll hunters, aliens, and wizards, and wizards. All, working all working together. together. I'm getting some feedback from somebody. Feedback from somebody. Um, and um, so, so, hey guys, what's up? I got someone's got someone microphone's double. double. Yeah, that's you, John. Weird. I just muted it and unmuted it. That's all I did. <laughs> but um, there's going to be a double. There's going to be a three, a third series, and that third series is going to bring all three of the series together, where they have to fight. I guess all those super badass evil things that have been going on. So it was really good. If you like Troll Hunters, you'll love Three Below. Go watch it. Enjoy it. I give it zero Space Herpes. Uh, four out of five Casablancas because, well, it's a cartoon and it's kind of hard to, you know. Wow, oh, four out of five Casablancas. I mean, this that's, that's pretty lofty for, for a Netflix cartoon, dude. Yeah, but it, it has a really special... Casablanca scale. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to find that one and try it out. Watch Troll Hunters first. It's three seasons. It's really good. It's got some funny parts. You're like, what's funny is it's listed as TV Young Seven or whatever it is, and you're like, really? And you start watching. It's like this shit's pretty good. So, John, what's your next one? Uh, you still getting feedback? Or are you good? No, we're good now. We're good. 
Okay. Uh, my next one, in, in order that I watched them, uh, I might delay this one depending on if Gonzo watched it. So when I watched Friday, Gonzo. Okay. What was or it? Friday, not Friday. Uh, Sorry, what was it? When I watched on the call, when I called you on the way home. Did you get a chance to see it? No, I did not get a chance to see it. So spoiler, of course. All right, so here's a spoiler-free review of Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse. Um, it is aimed... I'll get all the negatives out of the way first, because there's very few of them. <clears throat> it is aimed a little lower age group than I would have liked. It is definitely firmly PG, not really aiming for, for, for PG-13. There are some other things, some harder things in it. But it is aimed at PG, generally speaking, uh, you know, younger adults, but still good for, for adults. Um, and also the animation style is a little weird because it looks like newsprint. There are actually some people near me who thought they'd wander into 3D viewing without 3D glasses. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 the animation style is odd on purpose. Yes. All right, so the negatives out of the way, that movie was pretty cool. Um, it's very cool Spider-Man story. Uh, the basic gist of it is there's a dimensional doohickey, and it's bringing Spider-Man from other world into into uh, Miles Morales' world. And if you don't know who Miles Morales is, uh, you're in for a little treat there. One of the greatest Spider-Men of all time. <laughs> you say so? Uh, I didn't know much about him. I knew who he was, but I hadn't read anything with him. But it's very interesting. A good introduction. Uh, I love how each Spider-Man sort of gets their own intro. But they don't, in order story, they don't handle it too long. It's like flipping comic pages in comic books. It's super quick. Uh, they do a good job with that. Uh, interesting story. Uh, it's a lot of the same Spider-Man notes, but that's sort of the thing about Spider-Man. It's sort of the idea that you all have the same notes, because they should. Uh, very cool, some cool fights, cool take on some of the villains. Uh, it was very well done. Oh, uh, yeah, very, very enjoyable. I suggest if you like Spider-Man at all, you should go see it. Uh, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it in the theater at full price. And uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, one space herpy because I was. It was aimed a little low, and occasionally you're like, come on, get away from the young teen stuff. Let's get to the adulty stuff. But that's more of you know my adult outlook on it. <laughs> Still very good. Uh, Gonzo, what do you get next? Um, I watched a TV show uh, called Dairy Girls, and it's D E R R Y. And it is a show about Scottish uh, or the I Irish during 95 or so where the IRA was really, you know, the terrorist attacks were really big. Uh, and it's about a group of girls and one guy um, that are trying to just do high school while this terrorist stuff is happening. Uh, it kind of reminds me if anybody's ever watched the Inbetweeners. It's kind of like the girls version of Inbetweeners. Um, it's really good. It's really funny. Uh, I know some people were like, I could barely understand them. And I go, well, that's an accent thing. Um, if you like good British television or good, you know, overseas comedy, you'll like it. Um, there's a lot of stupid, funny things in there. And it's just about a group of high school girls um, that are doing a bunch of different things and just trying to get by and do be high school girls. But it also highlights the terrorist attacks of the IRA during that time. Um, it was on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It is a Netflix okay. show. Um, it was interesting because I went back and, of course, checked the history on some of this stuff and looked at some of the things. And actually, when they were filming the show, they did this parade 
based on a parade that happened during then, and the residents of the town were like booing and throwing things at them, and they had a lot of problems, you know, trying to get these people to go, hey, we're filming this for the show, and this is the reason why we're doing it, blah, 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 and they got pretty upset because what happened was pretty bad. Um, but it, it came off really good. Uh, I really like it. Can't wait for season two. If it does get one, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it does end on a downer because it is a, about a terrorist attacks. Um, but it is, it was good. Uh, probably two to maybe two and a half. If you really, really, really want to push it, if it's not your thing, but it was worth it. Uh, Kathy, anything else? Or should I just go into my, my, my third and final? I just, I'm just thinking about, I have the song, Back Home in Derry in my head now. I wish I was Back Home in Derry by Bobby Sands. Uh, I got nothing. So that's just floating in my head. Well, had a lot of uh, Irish music uh, in my life in the 90s. So. Fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, my last one is a, uh, <laughs> a John Woo movie called Hard Target. Oh. Uh, it was on my Amazon list. My mom bought it for me because mom's like that. She likes to go on the Amazon list and buy new stuff for me. Holy moly, I had much fonder memories of this movie than it actually is good. Uh, luckily, Banyan and Bowie were there, and we sort of had running commentary on the movie. And it was pretty funny. Um, the movie is basically the most dangerous game remade again, where Lance, uh, Lance Henriksen and, uh, what's the name of that guy? Arnold Vosloo, who was the bad guy in the Mummy movies and all, uh, are bad guys running a thing where they get rich people to pay for the privilege of hunting uh, people. And it's run pretty well. I mean, the basic concept's solid, of course. They hunt combat veterans and all that. Unfortunately, you can tell that John Woo had some problems with uh, the studio involvement. There's things apparently they wanted. And honestly, whoever edited this movie should be punched repeatedly about the head and face. <laughs> It is edited poorly. It feels like two-thirds of a movie, there are obviously things missing where you make the connection because, I mean, it's not a hard connection to make. Um, but when you're really looking at it, it really detracts from the movie. Um, uh, I find that the best acting job in the movie was Jean-Claude Van Damme's mullet. I give it an A+. <laughs> Second goes to Wilford Brimley playing a uh, Cajun Robin Hood, basically, with bow and arrow and awesome accent. Oh, God, that sounds funny. Um, this movie reminds me a little bit of Con Air because they both have mullet-wielding heroes who are ex-military with terrible accents, though Nicolas Cage had to fake his and Jean-Claude Van Damme's was real. <laughs> any case, um, not even Lance Henriksen, who was completely over the top and totally giving it his all because he always does. I love Lance Henriksen. I love Lance Henriksen, too. Uh, none of it saves this movie. This movie is mediocre schlock. Uh, it is an enjoyable time. Better if you have friends. Even better if you have alcohol. Uh, I give it three space herpes because it is not a good action movie. Uh, <laughs> the movie is hard target. Um, it is not the worst John Woo movie. It is more watchable than Face Off, I think, because Face Off just goes yeah. completely batshit crazy. But, man, I would watch most of the other movies prior to these two. You don't often hear, you know, John Woo's Wilfred Brimley action flick. I mean, I mean Wilfred Brimley was firing those diabetes arrows and really <laughs> fucking some people up. It was crazy. In any case, uh, Gonzo Quick Samus from Mediocre Movies. Uh, no, it's not going to be uh, a quick save because it Aww. is a bad movie. Ant-Man and Wasp. 
Um, hold on, hold on. That sounds like fighting words. Um, so I watched it, and it was not good. It it it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Uh, Ant Man One to me was a good, solid one. Ant Man was it just didn't seem like it knew where to go. Uh, okay, this just in: Gonzo has no soul, and doesn't like funny good things. <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't get me wrong. It had some good funny parts. It had some good things. That, but to me, it felt like the movie was just all over the place with the plots and going things left and right. And it was like, why? Why does this person have this power now? Why does? How does she know? It, uh, it to me, it just. Ant-Man and Wasp, it didn't narrow itself. It looked like it broadened way out too much uh, and went crazy. Uh, cool fight scenes um, and stuff, but I mean, maybe it was just because I liked Ant-Man 1 a lot more, and Ant-Man and Wasp, was, it was just okay. There, but I, I think, think we're going to for that movie because uh, I think it may be, I mean, there are only a few Marvel movies this one. I don't think this is the third or best of them. I think this might be... Uh, Second or first best of the Marvel movies that came out this year. No, uh, I just couldn't. To me, it just the movie seemed all over the place. It didn't seem like it narrowed itself into certain things, and it just kind of it kind of floated around too much, in my opinion. Uh, it was still good. Uh, special effects were great. Um, lines are good. Uh, What's his face retellings is the best part of all the movies. Either one of them because he's just so hilarious when he retells a story. Um, but it was okay. Uh, I'm talking like two space herpes maybe, but it wasn't bad. Um, just felt like it was, it didn't narrow enough on it, in my opinion. Um, so I, so I, I should just go with my rest of them, I guess, because I got a, a, quite a bit more running out of time. Oh, yeah, uh, we're running out of time. Yeah. All right, Venom. Rented Venom, watched it. It wasn't bad either. Um, about, about two space herpes. But the, I think the problem with Venom as a show, as a movie, is we're all used to Venom being the bad guy, and Venom technically really wasn't the bad guy in this. He was more of a good guy, but that's kind of how they're going with it. And it was, it, it seems to me like they're just, let's just throw as many Marvel things as we can in. Um, he did eat people, but here's the thing, Baneon. It was, he wasn't evil. He wasn't Venom like, I'm used to Venom. You know, it was like, oh, I'm going to be evil. Don't do that. Okay, I won't do that. He ate people. He wasn't really that evil. No, there's uh, Venom has done a lot more evil things than this. It just, I don't think, it's hard to make a movie about a bad guy when the bad guy is restrained. It's also hard to make a movie about a character. It, that's a secondary should, character. That's a secondary character in someone else's story, and you don't have that guy in the story. It's, Correct. You have to approach uh -huh. it fresh. And I hear if you approach it fresh, it's actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah, the person I was watching with didn't know much about Venom and watched it. And this is that was pretty cool. Had some cool special effects. I do have a problem with the way Venom looked because I didn't like all the veiny look to it. But that's because I'm used to having Venom being, you know, the black suit and just pure black type thing. And smooth. See, I feel like I might like it the not having uh, read much with Venom in it. Did they not go for the googly eyes and everything? No. <laughs> um, so I mean, it it was about a two. About a two, okay. Yeah, not bad. Uh, it, it was. It had some really cool special effects. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the next one because I believe Carnage is going to be in it, and um, the after credit scene was pretty interesting. Who they chose to be? I put air quotes around Carnage. Um, like everybody else on Netflix, I watched Bird Box. 
didn't. Um, everybody has been watching it, so I did think it was funny. Someone was like, how does Netflix figure out that 14 million people watched Bird Box and only six accounts did that? Because <laughs> everybody's sharing <laughs> accounts. Um, really good movie. Uh, I was captivated through the whole thing. Um, they... It was one of those post-apocalyptic movies that they actually give you a decent explanation of how it happened. Um, it You don't know who the real bad guys are. They don't give a 100% explanation and stuff, but they give you enough. So it was worth it. Uh, really good post-apocalyptic horror movie. Uh, give it a go. You'll enjoy it. I'd say two pushing it. Uh, cool special effects. Really neat things. Some like really, Sandra and yeah. Sandra Bullock was really good in this. Uh, it was a new twist on things. Um, I know. Okay, uh, next one I watch, and I remember as a kid, and I really enjoyed this one because it didn't shy away from what it was. And everybody knows the new BBC version of Watership Down. <laughs> um, and everybody knows how brutal Watership Down is. Um, yeah. This one was really good. Um, it. Hit you in the fields, did everything you're supposed to do, like the original cartoon. Um, my only really weird thing is they had a really weird animation thing going on with it because it's all computerized and stuff. And it was just, it was just off. The animation was just off a little bit while you're watching it. Story's still good, actors Here's are good. The uncanny Valley of Bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it was, it was good. If you liked Watership Down, you'll like this. Uh, you can binge watch it in a day because it's, you know, not very long. Um, but it pretty much, it gets you in all the feels and you're like, oh shit, uh, type thing. Uh, cause I, I actually, yeah, it should. And which I thought was interesting was I was reading some reviews of it and when it, when it aired in the BBC, People were calling the BBC complaining because their kids were crying and were distraught and they couldn't finish watching it. And I'm like, that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, so, highly recommend it. Go watch it um, if you like the original. Um, two TV shows that I watched the new seasons of, Travelers, season three. Um, and uh, if you like it, you'll like season three. But they, at the end of it, um, they're not sure if it's going to get a new season because they did a full reboot. Oh. So, um, I won't well, not to spoil it, but there is a reboot uh, coming up with it, and they're not sure if they're getting a season four. Um, watched Peaky Blinders season four, which I love the Peaky Blinders. I've never been really into that type of time period, but I like this one. One thing I think is really good what they did with this show is the music for the show is not music for that time. It's modern day music. So you're going to have a gunfight with heavy metal music. Um, which is an interesting, um, but it was really good. Um, great actors. Uh, this season was soprano, like people dying, people fighting all the time. Lots of twists and turns. Go see it. It's uh, on my watch list. So many people tell me. Yeah, you would like I it, would Kathy. Like that one. Yeah, I think you would like it. Um, I also really? watched. Yeah. Do what? I'd never heard of it before. Oh, go watch it. You'll probably like it. Yeah, it's on my list. I have too much stuff on my list. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, you you might. (laughs) Um, I also watched Atypical Season 2, which is about an autistic uh, high school student. Uh, Still good, still funny, uh, a good drama. If you like Season 1, you like Season 2. I did finish the Bleach movie, uh, even though Banyan said no. I had to do it anyway. 
Um, I didn't care for it. It sucked. Uh, we're talking four, four space herpes. But it is better than the uh, Full Metal Alchemist movie. It's it's sad. Oh, that bar is kind of low to be better then. Oh, yeah. I made a little hop. Look at me. I'm over. Yeah. Uh, something that I've watched, something that brought back some really, really good um, uh, memories, and I still laughed, and it still got some of the stuff, even though I know all of them, is I watched the old movie Little Giants. Um, if anybody remembers Little yes. Giants, it is with Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis, where Ed O'Neill is the super coach for football Pee Wee League, and of course Rick Moranis doesn't know jack shit. Um, and so it's the underdogs versus, you know, the power guys. Um, that show's still, that movie's still funny. It's still got some, it's still got some good lines in it. And there's, I'm not saying it's up there with, uh, Sandlot, but it's right there close to Sandlot type nostalgia. For um, me, they're the same category. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're about they're the same type of category. Just Sandlot yeah, has got some, fun. Sandlot just, I, ha, I think it has more. That uh, category is movies I haven't seen. Oh, Dang. Ah, well, oh, Sandlot is a good movie. Yes. Kind of below my age range when it came out, as I'm sure you both know. But, no, that was good. Not not a kid movie, though. I mean, mean, it is and it isn't. I have a friend who it's one of her favorite movies, and I had never seen it, and she's like, I have to show you this movie. Yeah. It's like you can't see the Goonies now coming in if you didn't see Goonies back then. It's not no, the same. No, no, no. Sandlot's still I've good. Seen Goonies. It's different. It's it's a different thing. There's a different thing going on with it. Yeah. I, I find a lot of those movies, if you don't see them back when it's more relevant, when you come in later, it's just not as relevant. No. I never saw it until a few years ago. So, and it isn't the kind of movie that I would have chosen for myself, but uh, I did enjoy it. I'm not going to go watch it again, but yeah, it was I mean, good. It I was watched good. it as long, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did while I was watching it, was like, man, this is such a simple movie. It's not this convoluted plot or these, it doesn't try to be something it's not. It was just a simple movie. You just sit back, enjoy it. You know what's coming. You know, because you've seen it before. And if you haven't, you know what's coming anyway. But it was just simple and good. Um, I can't, I don't want to even give it a rating because it is a pretty damn old movie. And it comes in, but maybe for nostalgia reason, zero serpies. But by today's standards, it would probably be two and a half, three. You could always fall back to the, you know, Atlantic Rim to Casablanca. It's closer to Casablanca than it is to Atlantic Rim. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and that was it. Space herpes type of movie, you know, about, you know, Good, maybe not, maybe a little not well aged, but yeah. good. From what I hear, and I've seen it. So, other than that, that's episode sixty-two and the end of the year for us guys. It's in um, the can. The year yeah. is in the can. Yep. Almost. I got to work tomorrow. Yep. Um, I which still haven't decided if I want to play Diablo at my friend's land party tomorrow before the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> Um, be on the eye for our Facebook page and to get some of the new, excuse me, as I burp, some of the new things coming out for us next year. We have a lot of things coming out, a lot of things happening. Be prepared. I want to thank Mechanica Studios, our sponsor. Yes, uh, thanks Mechanica Studios for doing it. And Dan at Tantar for Tectonic Craft Studios, still sponsoring us. Um, other than that, I'm John. I'm Kathy. And I'm Gonzo. Good night, guys. Damn, 
John. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was going to give you the chance. Let you have the end of the year one. I appreciate you giving me the chance there. I'm not on my A game right now. I know. <laughs> I'm really, really excited for this next year, guys. There's going to be some really cool stuff happening. I hope everybody is feel better. I am. I feel like I headbutted somebody with my nose, and I don't remember it. Yeah, oh, okay. you got like a sinus infection or something? No, it's just really just all through here. It's weird, but hey, you know, you dolt the fuck up and keep going. Well, yeah, 